bunch of young adults trying to navigate through this crazy world following the guiding light of our Catholic faith. I'm Father Joseph Gill from out of Stamford, Connecticut, and you've joined Diane, Javier, Lauren, and myself as today we talk about something that we should get excited about and sometimes we don't, and that is the Mass. You know, because we've all been to Masses that are great, and we've all been to Masses where we're kind of like, ugh. Can you guys relate? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us about a kind of an experience of both, both, you know, a tra- either a transcendent experience or an experience that was just kind of, bleh. I don't know. I, I was thinking about this earlier and I feel like probably for two thirds of my life, I felt like mass was boring. And uh, as I got older, I started to realize what was happening and how much I could learn. And I wanted to grow in my faith and my understanding. So I think I came to it more eager and more open. Um, but certainly growing up, it just was this obligation and... I was there because my parents made me go, you know, but I didn't understand it. Um, And I think I was also a little frustrated without even realizing it that I wasn't taught what was happening. I didn't really know, you know, what was going on. So I've come a long way and it's certainly got along a lot better. But now I'm at a place where it's like, I know what I like. Like, I really like you, Father Joseph. So (laughs) I love, I, I love your masses, but like the parish I grew up in, I'm kind of past that, you know, like I, I don't want to come back there, just the style, different priest, whatever it is, you know. So that brings up a bigger question, you know, how much of the mass should be dependent on the priest? You know, what do you think? I mean, it shouldn't be dependent on the priest. So one of the things that, and I'm guilty of this, so I would try to go to masses where I knew the priest, a certain priest was saying the mass, but um, I was thinking about that and you know it really should shouldn't be about the priest it's about worship of god and um and the sacrifice so i've started going to some masses where i i know it's not going to be the priest that i like um as a kind of like okay the mass isn't about him it's about god and that has actually helped that's good Mm -hmm. that's good but what i'm just curious what percentage of your experience of the mass is dependent on the priest would you say just a wild ballpark like in our in our experience, just your experience overall like in our every, life? Yeah, your everyday life. In our everyday life now? Yeah, or, now. Oh. So now, now I would probably say that very small percentage is about the priest. That's good. Um, I do enjoy a good homily. Don't get me wrong. Every time you're done with Mass and, you know, I always come up to you and I'm like, Father Joseph, that was, that was an awesome homily. Or Father Al, the same thing uh, at our parish. Um, I do enjoy a good homily, but, um, you know, really diving in, I think when I, when I, when I came back to the Catholic church, one of the things that I really wanted to do was dive in and really understand the mass. Cause I kept hearing all these comments about how the mass was a prayer and all this stuff. And just, I was like, you know what, I, I need to dive in and I need to learn about the mass. And when I learned about the mass and what it was all about, it was, you know, the sacrifice and, um, I started looking at it differently with different eyes. Mm. Um, and it didn't, not, not to say that I don't appreciate a good homily and that doesn't weigh in at all because it does, you know, but you know, that is not what it's about. That's not what it's about anymore. I think I differ. I'd probably say I'm more like 70% about the priest. 
Like it, it has a big impact on me. And another part that I recognize is even just um, the style the priest has, right? And all the prayers. Like I love how quick Father Al is. <laughs> I absolutely love it because he just goes, you know, to the next thing, the next thing. And some priests really slow things down. And I don't know. I'm like, okay, we all know what we're saying. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too anxious and I should like hey, it's your That's be more patient. I was just going to say I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> I, I hate when priests rush through the prayers. Like you can't even get it out of your mouth. Or, like, it, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Um, and so I, so I'm really, I'm really turned off by that. And I, you know, I, I did recently try, um, the traditional Latin mass. And I think that was one of the things that like stood out to me, the, the reverence and just the, the silence and no rushing, because I think sometimes the Novus Ordo can be so rushed that, I mean, it's no wonder people don't come back because there's no time to process anything. There's no time to sit in silence or prayer. I mean, it's just go, 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 go. And then it's over. I remember reading uh, from St. Alphonsus Liguori, who wrote in the book, he said, if a priest celebrates mass in less than 15 minutes, he commits a mortal sin. That's what he said. That's what he said. I mean, but it's, yeah. There are some people who want the fastest mass in the West. <laughs> What's the rush? 12 minutes and you're out. I know, right? Like, What's and, the rush? But I think that the important thing is that, you know, you have to understand that you have to dive in and you have to, you have to really study what is the mass all about. Because if you don't really understand the mass, then, you know, that, that's how I've always been my whole life. I'm like, you know, I wanted to get in and out. Really quick, because it was just check the box kind of deal. Like, you know, I need to go to mass. Okay, I'm gonna go to mass. I actually enjoyed going to mass, but I wanted it to be done as quickly as possible. The homily, I wanted it to be long. Everything else, I wanted it to be short. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted it to get done. And now it's like, you know, oh no, just being there, being in the moment, it really like being present through the whole sacrifice with the priest. You know, that my sacrifice and yours, it is our sacrifice too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not just the priest doing. And that, that's one of the reasons why I love traditional Latin Mass so, so much now. It's because, you know, I always thought about it when I first went to traditional Latin Mass. I thought it was so weird that the priest would turn his back on us. And I was like, oh, but now when I think about, you know, that, that specific part of the Mass that he says that my sacrifice and yours, it's like he's leading us, like he's leading us into this sacrifice into both of us you know bring in the lamb of god you know bring in jesus to the father and presenting him together as well we as kingdom priests and you guys as ministry uh priests um which is different mm-hmm. i i also got lectured about you know on saying saying the the, the prayers to the priests out loud i'm not supposed to do that but <laughs> i used to do that a lot i won't say anything if you do it's cool. you know but i you know i get it it's just you know we are a part of it as kingdom. We were baptized when we were, I didn't know this. When we got baptized, we got baptized and we, we became kingdom priests. Yes. And therefore Priest we are part kingdom. of the sacrifice. And so, oh, that changed things for me. I thought it was just us watching the priest do his thing and stuff. Just watching you consecrate the, the, the body and the blood and stuff. And I'm like, hmm. And now it's like, oh no, we are a part of this. Yeah. We are all a part of this. And that's that's so important is that like I love what you said because I think the mass is like a bank. And if I walk to a, up to a bank teller and say, you know, can I have a million dollars? They'll say, you're crazy. You don't have a million dollars in your account because you can only take out of a bank what you put into a bank. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times people will say, well, I didn't get anything out of that mass. And I'll say, well, what did you put into that mass? Mm. 
because you can only get out what you put in, you know, yeah. and it is not just, okay, not just listening to the readings and saying the responses, but your entire heart and soul, like laying that down on the altar. And, and I always think, you know, when I'm a priest and I'm holding up the, the Eucharist, like I'm lifting all of humanity, which means like all the prayers of the people that are sitting there, their lives, their struggles, their joys. I, I'm lifting that up to the Father, you know, in Christ and making that holy. I think that's a good point, Father Joseph. I was just I was listening to a podcast or a, a homily, I guess, recently by Father Mike Schmitz, and he was talking about it was one of his Sunday homilies about how, um, you know, like we live in a really consumerist or consumeristic society. So everyone, um, it, it, you like people come to mass, and it's like, what what can I get out of it? What can I get out of, out of it? But it's really about worship and yeah, like what Javi was saying, offering sacrifice um, and worshiping God in the way that he. It's not about us. Because so. mm. the heart of worship is sacrifice. There you go. That's why he. That's what Father Mike Smith says. <laughs> the true. heart of worship is sacrifice, yeah. and that's what that's what mass is all about. You know, it's about. Oh, that's the beautiful thing about mass. Which when he said this, I was like, oh, this is awesome. When so basically, what he said was that, you know, you're not supposed to get anything out of mass yet. Yet, God is so good that you do get stuff out of mass. You do get a good homily sometimes, and you do get. The body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's I mean, <laughs> you know, you're supposed to give something, and yet you receive the best thing you could ever receive. Yeah. You know? I mean, all we give to God is bread and wine. Yeah. And with the prayers of our lives, and he gives us back everything transformed Yeah. in ways we could never fathom. Wow. That's deep stuff. It is. That's deep stuff. It's so true. I think there's such a difference between entertainment and worship. And so many people approach Mass as if it's entertainment, you know, because entertainment's so passive. I'm going to go watch a play in Broadway or a movie. You know, you sit down in the seat and you're like, all right, now entertain me on the screen, you know, do your thing. And you expect to be like, you're just a passive participant in this like journey. But worship is so much more than just being passive. It's it's ultimately something that's us giving ourselves totally to God, you know, more and more. I think a part of that too is, you know, participating in the Mass is invoking our spiritual lives, right? It's not just sitting there passively and watching and feeling like, oh, I can't relate to this, or, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, judging, I guess, maybe what the priest is saying or how they're delivering it, but if you can open up your heart, right, and your spirit, you can connect on a newer level. And I think that's just a foreign concept, right? I mean, let's just say, people who have left the church, people that aren't religious at all right there is no spirit right because they don't believe in anything they don't believe in god but we are body and soul right you know thoughts emotions feelings that's all in our body we're also our spirit our spirit is what we can enact in the mass but you have to go there open and willing to do that and you can say a prayer right even before the mass starts and you know ask for god to open your heart a little bit more like whatever it is that you need like you don't you don't have to know what you're supposed to do Right, but you could just ask for help, ask for whatever it is you think you're lacking or what you're seeking, and I think if you continue to go, you'll be transformed. Yeah. But it, it takes time, and it, it's not this, you know, um, immediate thing. It's not entertainment, like you said. Um, it's it takes it takes time, but it it is transformational. Yeah, and it takes discipline because it's not it's not an easy thing to do. Worship yeah. is not easy. No, yeah. for sure. Worship costs us something. And it should, because we're giving something to God, not just time, but our energy, our mind, or our, our life. Yeah. You know? And I think the other thing that we should all recognize, right, is that God taught us how to worship Him, 
right? Mm. And that is through the Mass. That's the most perfect form of worship. That is what He wants. So we are living out what He told us to do, right? But I think, uh, you know, outside of the faith, people could say, well, why should I go to that Mass? Or what's the difference between that? And maybe you can speak to this, Javi, or some other Protestant Mass. Right. Because I know nothing about those, but people can look at it like, oh, that's just one out of many. They don't know what they're doing. I'm not going to listen to the priest. Oh, all the scandals, right? You can't trust the church. But actually, we are following what God told us to do directly. Yeah. You know, straight from Him, not from someone else, from God, <laughs> how to worship Him. Of me. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty clear. I'm, I'm curious, you know, having been to Protestant services like you have, Javi, what, what, do you, what have you seen as the difference between the Mass and a Protestant worship service? The sacrifice. I think that's the main that's the main thing. I think when I go to service, it's really all about praise and worship, which is different. Praise and worship, like we do whenever we go to adoration, it's completely different. Mm. It's kneeling and adoring the Lord through um, prayer and through um, songs, and it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, it's beautiful, and there is a lot of emphasis on the preaching. There is a lot of emphasis, so it's more about what you get out of it and that that personal beautiful time with the Lord. But the Lord calls us to more than just a deep relationship with Him. The Lord calls us to share in His sacrifice. I mean, He said it to the disciples. He said it to the apostles. He said that they were going to suffer. You're going to suffer like I like I suffered, you know. But the rewards are going to be eternal. And so that, to me, is the main difference. Is that you know there is no sacrifice when I go to service. Mm. If anything, I'm sacrificing my time, yes. I could be doing something else. I could be going out with my friends and doing, as they call it, Sunday fun day or whatever it is. I've Sunday never actually day. done that. But Brunch or something? Yeah, I've never done that just because I've always gone to service and stuff like that. But, but even though you sacrifice your time, I think people maybe from a Protestant mentality think, oh, well, it's worth it because I'm getting so much out of it. Right. You know? If they were to walk out and the sermon was mediocre and the music was bad, they'd be like, yeah. got nothing out of that, you know, walk away. Yeah. You know, there was a waste of time. They might might think, I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's, oh, that's the biggest thing, Father Joseph. It's just that, you know, I, I grew up in the Catholic Church and I've actually spoken to people that went to Catholic universities and they still don't understand. They don't know what the Mass is and it's not their fault. It's not, it wasn't my fault. You know, I didn't know I was missing out on anything, you know. Um it's just we have we have an obligation i think we we have a, a, more than an obligation it's an opportunity it's a blessing to be able to educate our brothers and sisters into what the mess is all about you know yeah. we have to let them know hey this is what the mess is about learn to fall in love with it yeah because if you do then you'll be part of it as, as a kingdom priest yeah as padre pio once said the world can exist more easily without the sun than without the mass so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about how we can practically get more out of the Mass. Catholic Radio works, and now we have it here in Connecticut and New York. It's been seen around the country that there's no better tool for evangelization. Where there's Catholic Radio, the folks who listen deepen their faith. Families are strengthened. Parishes and communities flourish. So, let people know you're listening to Veritas. Tell your friends to tune in. And let's make an impact here for Jesus and his church. This is Steve Lee for Veritas Catholic Network. And welcome back to Restless. As we young adults try to navigate our way through this crazy world, we've been talking about the Mass and how we can get more out of the Mass. Because all of us can say that we've been to Mass and felt like we just it was really boring and not relatable. 
But we want to find ways in which we can really kind of reap the benefits because we know, you know intellectually that the mass is the highest form of worship, that it's what God wants us to do. But practically speaking, you know, it kind of can be a struggle sometimes. So first of all, let me ask you a question. Like, have you ever been to a mass that just like transported you? It was, it was just exciting, transcendent and glorious. Yes. When uh, Cardinal Burt came here and uh, we were doing the uh, ceremonial mass for Cardinal um, Hung? Kung. 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 Cardinal yeah. Kung. Oh, my gosh. And that was my first high mass I'd ever attended in my life. That was out of this world. I did not want it to end. I think it lasted about three hours, and I did not want it to end. I felt like I was in heaven. I felt like I was out of my body. It was... It was just so amazing. I just, I didn't want it to end. For those of you listening, Cardinal Kung was a Chinese cardinal who was in prison for many years, I think over 20 years yes. for his faith, many years in solitary confinement. And uh, under the communist Chinese government, when they were finally, when he was finally allowed to leave in 1988 because of his poor health, he was uh, extradited to the United States where he came to Stamford, Connecticut. And he lived right here at the Basilica of St. John's, and he ended up uh, dying in the year 2000. And he was buried out of St. John's, and his uh, cause for canonization is now open. So this past year, it's past March, in uh, March 2020, we had the 20th anniversary of his passing, and we invited Cardinal Burke, who lives in Rome, to come and celebrate uh, a high mass, which indeed was very beautiful. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting how the great uh, St. John Paul II um, made him a cardinal in secret. Yes, oh, that was so Kong awesome. Kong, yeah, because I think if he had not done it in secret, they could have killed him, right? While sure. he was in captivity. Sure. Yeah, that's just the. Uh, if you haven't uh, looked into his life, because it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, some of the real living saints. Talk about sacrifice. It's cool because his, his uh, niece still comes to the church. It's this church, so oh, I, I see oh, her wow. quite a bit, and yeah. she has some great stories about her uncle, the saint. That's awesome. Yeah. Diane, you were saying that you had a, a, you've had some transcendent experiences at Mass. What what was it that drew you in? What, yeah, what Mass I, was it? I think um, the Latin Mass that I went to at a parish nearby here, um, it was one of the first ones that I had been to. I think I had been to one in the past, but for this one, you know, I just I went by myself and I it started and I felt like it was otherworldly. I mean, it really did feel like heaven on earth. It was just totally foreign to me. It was incredibly reverent. I mean, all the incense, all of the Gregorian chanting, um, just the priests at the altar there. I mean, I, I did feel like I was at like the heavenly banquet. I, I can't describe it. It was just otherworldly. Hmm. Interesting how the, the Latin Mass seems to reveal that. Yeah. And I think it, it gets even deeper when you... I still do not know, disclaimer, I still do not know how to use a Latin Mass missile. Um, <laughs> too many ribbons, too many going back and forths, but you can actually do it on your phone. There is a there is a website that you can go <laughs> There's through. There's an app for that. And it, you literally just scroll down, and it is so beautiful because you are praying the Mass with the priest, the entire Mass. Everything he's doing in silence, you're following it. And you can tell if you're going the right way because he'll turn around at a certain point, and he'll usually say a prayer or something in, in Latin mm. and you, you, you get to understand what he's saying at a certain point. And there's always translation. There's always the English translation. So you can actually pray with him throughout the whole thing. And it's, Oh, it's just beautiful. It, Cause it, it lasts so much longer. A traditional <laughs> Latin mass is about an hour and a half. 
And when it's a high mass, yeah. When it's a high mass, uh, yeah. They have low masses that are like 20 minutes. But Yeah, the one I go to on Wednesday nights at St. Joseph's, uh, uh, that's a Missa Cantata, and that's that's about an hour and a half. Wow. And it's wow. beautiful because you're praying the entire time. And there's so many there's so many beautiful prayers in that. So yeah. many. So you're a fan. Diane, you sound like you, you were a fan of the Yeah, I'm mass. definitely getting more into it. I like to go with people who know what they're doing um, to be kind of led. But, yeah, I'm... I'm intrigued. I just, like I mentioned before, I just, sometimes I get, I get really annoyed at the, um, the fast pace, some of the Novus Ordo and just like sort of the, the lack of reverence and treating it not like it is, it is heaven on earth, you know? Um, so I'm kind of looking for that. Lauren, have you been, are you? I don't know that I have. Um, I went to Bethlehem during, um, right after Christmas. So Maybe it was a pilgrimage, young adult pilgrimage. So we were in the Church of the Nativity Whoa, during Vespers. Okay, I, I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going on really, but I was there. And um, uh, there's a seminary there. So there were tons of priests or seminarians on the altar. So even that was kind of impressive, just the number of people up there. And then the whole mm. church was packed. Um, yeah, so it was special. But I think for me, for, for me to get more out of that, even though we're saying we shouldn't do that, but... I, it would help me to understand the Latin, you know? Mm. Like, there are phrases that we all know that we say, and, uh, I, you know, here and there I heard what they mean. I'm like, oh, right, like, God is with us, or, you know, just think. <laughs> okay. yeah. Right, so just for <laughs> me, that, that would really help me to know what is being said in Latin, Yeah. you know, other than just saying it, because then I could connect. Um, but I think... Uh, in my experience, the most special masses always have to do with the music. So I always loved growing up, uh, Christmas Eve, there's a trumpet. And it's mm. so beautiful, you know, to hear those horns. Um, or just like a female vocal voice that I just like, you know, whatever it is, the tone. Or that is what I kind of, I don't know, cling to. And then I like to sing, you know, and that's where I kind of feel connected, I would say, like on a different level. Yeah, yeah. Full disclaimer: I've I've never celebrated the Latin Mass, and and personally, it's it's not the way in which I nourish my spirituality. Yeah, and I feel like a great sinner for saying that. But you say the Novus Ordo very reverently, so yes. thank you. Well, I think I think that's I think that's what the draw is of the Latin Mass is the reverence, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I think it it doesn't have to be absent from the Novus Ordo. I think a lot of priests have made it very banal, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know? No, and I. That full disclaimer, I mean, like, I love the Novus Ordo Mass. I, I, yeah. I'm not going to stop going to Novus Ordo Mass. I, I love it. But I do I do want to go where there's that reverence. I guess going back to your question about, you know, how much of it is about the priest, um, I could actually say now that that, that that plays into it, how reverent the priest is, mm. you know, at, at leading the Mass as a the ministerial priest. Sure. Um, because he's leading us. and. <laughs> Yeah, he's leading us, the kingdom priests. So you, you know, you you go on a you you go on a on a on a mountain trip, and then you're you're following a guide, and if he's not a good guide, you're not gonna like it. <laughs> you know, That's if he doesn't guide you well, then you're not gonna like it. Yeah. You know, yeah. If he doesn't tell you that you're supposed to climb a certain way, then you're probably gonna fall. Yeah. So it's true. I've been to a few masses with Pope John Paul II, who of course is a saint, and. Usually he's about, you know, a centimeter tall from how far away mm. I am, yep. oh. you know, but you can tell, I mean, just, you know, watching him on the Jumbotron, or if you watch him on, on TV or something, like that man believes, yeah. he believes so deeply. He's, he's 
intimately communing with God as he's lifting up the host. And that leads all of us to worship, too, because you realize he doesn't think it's about him. And yeah. that's what you do. Like, I noticed when during the consecration, you're, you're looking up. You're, you must be speaking to God. But I believe that you are because, I mean, it's just it's not about you. And I, it's believable. I think that has an impact on people. So I think that's one thing that priests, you know, I don't know if they think about it or not, but I think like that sort of evangelization of like people coming to the parish and seeing that kind of, um, you know, encourages people to be like, oh, wow, like there's something here that maybe I don't fully understand and this person believes it. So maybe I should, you know, pray about it and, you know. Well, I remember I did, I did a, an ad orientum mass. So ad orientum means, you know, the priest back is to the people, but it's I hate when people say that because it's really the priest is leading the people mm -hmm. right to Jesus. You know, it's mm -hmm. ad orientum is towards the east yeah. where we're waiting Christ's triumphal return. And I did one for um, a particular Catholic school. And afterwards, one of the dads came up to me and said, the only reason that would make sense is if God is real. And if, if you can talk to God. I and mean, he was a very, he was a man of deep faith, but he was, he was his, it was his first time ever seeing that. And he's like, you know, clearly this is not just a gathering of Christians affirming each other. You know, and yeah. saying nice words to each other. This is clearly we're heading in a direction. Right. We're going somewhere. And so I personally prefer that because for me it is distracting when I say the Eucharistic prayer and I look out in the congregation, I'm like, I'm not talking to you all. No offense. Yeah. yeah. Talking to God the Father. Yeah. But that has a huge impact on people. I mean, that was part of my sort of like reversion to the faith of like, you know, watching these priests who are very reverent, you know, reverently saying the Orvis Novus Ordo and just I mean, you could tell that they were communing with God, um, and it has a huge impact. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was he, that, that, now that you say that, it also makes me think about, um, usually when when the priest was consecrated, the, the, the body and the, the, the host, basically, uh, into the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, I, I used to just close my eyes and just be in deep prayer. Um, but now, when I heard about the great, the great amen, um, which is when the sacrifice is finally, you know, finally fulfilled and it is the body and blood of Jesus Christ. When you say through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, I, I can't, I can't help it, but, but to, to stare, to stare at the Lord, you know, when you, when you raise him up, because that is, that, that's the moment. That's yeah. the moment that it's, that it's fully the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, you know, but I used to just bow down and just kind of be deep in prayer. And now that I understand that, I, I can't stop looking. Mm. I'm just like in tears. Mini adoration. Yeah, of exactly. Yeah. You know, one of the things that just hearing from you all, it sounds like, and this is something I've often thought, you know, the mass really is the worship of believers, which makes it very hard when someone is not a believer. You know, if they're walking in off the street or maybe they've come to church their entire life, but don't really get it then the Mass is going to be mysterious because, as you say, you have to peel back all these layers and kind of see the invisible reality mm. of what's going on there. Right. And that can, be a, that can be a struggle, I think, for many people. Yeah. Is that, that dichotomy between what you see and what is unseen, which is in the tip of the iceberg is what you see, and then everything with the angels and saints and the sacrifices going on unseen. So how do we bridge that gap? Oh, uh I think that's hard. Um, 
I think my eyes were only open to that. You know, it's it really is heaven on earth, and all the angels and saints are there. Mary is there. Anyone you know that's past in your family is there. Is truly present. I I didn't know that until a few years ago. You know, so just now that I know that, right? I I try to soak it in, just like Javi said, right? And recognizing that in the moment and how special it is that all that is given to us spiritually. Um, I think a lot of people could just brush that aside, right? And say, well, that's not real because it's hard to like grasp that concept, right? right? But we believe in the visible and invisible, right? right? And we say it. Um, so it's, um, I don't know, you, you've got to live with faith, right? And, and know that it's real and, and open your heart to it and, and want God to like work in you, work in your spirit, connect you, help you believe that if you don't, you know? Yeah. I think it's also one of those things that you really have to invest time in. Um, you know, like we never, we're not going to have a relationship with God unless we spend time with him in prayer. Um, and it's one of those things that like, I think a lot of people are turned off by struggle just in general. And it's always going to be struggle. It's so, it's a struggle for me. I mean, I think for most people every day, you kind of just have to like discipline yourself and, um, you know, just, it's not necessarily, it's not like a one and done type of thing. It's like mm. every day you have to struggle to, you know, make yourself present and focus and, um, all of those things. I mean, God gives you grace, but like you have to put an effort just like you would yeah. put an effort to anything else, like your career or whatever. You should put, be putting in so much more effort to something that has eternal consequences. Sure. And it's even a struggle as a priest to stay focused and to, to not be distracted by the people in the pews. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'll tell you some funny stories of some people in the views. We'd love to hear <laughs> that. Because people been... forget that priests can see everything that you're doing. <laughs> that's all of us, right? I mean, the number of times I've just watched like the cute little kid. Yeah. You know, that's two that's pews in, in front of me because they're adorable. It's like, no, no, focus. Nope, Jesus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Restless. You can catch us on Veritas Catholic Radio, 1350 AM. You can also catch us wherever your podcast can be found. Please join us next time. Thanks so much. Have a great day.